Hi, it's Mark Zinkowitz, and welcome to the Seed World Podcast. The National Association of Plant Breeders annual meeting has gone virtual this year, so I am interviewing this year's Borlaug Scholars in the virtual world. The NAPB Borlaug Scholars Program strengthens the plant breeding profession by helping support attendance of future leaders at the NAPB annual meeting. In this episode, we take a journey into the world of fruit breeding, specifically pear breeding. Zara York is a PhD student in the Palm Fruit Breeding Program at Washington State University Tree Fruit Research and Extension Center. Her research focuses on phenotypic and genetic characterization of dwarfing-related traits in pear rootstock breeding populations. She serves in university and departmental leadership roles at Washington State University and is actively involved in the NAPB Graduate Student Working Group, serving as chair and helping initiate a graduate research competition as vice chair. Well, this may not be surprising per se, but I enjoy growing passion projects, which are typically less common tropical plants that can be a challenge in Washington. I have a blood banana and guava tree, and my most recent project is a black sapote or chocolate pudding fruit. It's a rather ugly fruit when ripe, honestly, but it's said to have the flavor and consistency of chocolate pudding, as well as the color, which is rather unfortunate for a fruit. But... It's all quite fortunate for me since I have a severe chocolate allergy and I'm looking forward to eating something with a similar flavor profile. I'm really driven by the ability to help others and improve both the food we eat and the food systems. And plant breeding not only makes tastier, better quality food, it's also used to improve the growing process, both for large scale farms and subsistence growers. And it can be used to improve things like the land use efficiency, easier management, improved worker safety, and requiring fewer growing inputs, improved pest management, um, and, you know, fruit traits such as better storability or shelf life, just as a couple examples. Um, And it, it provides an awesome opportunity to help improving those food systems at all levels and to give back. And, and that's really, really what I like about the most about plant breeding. You mentioned that, that there aren't a lot of, uh, plant breeders that are working on on the horticultural crops that, you know, at least represented within the Borlaug scholars. And, and that's definitely consistent with what you would see even at our meetings, that the horticultural crops are maybe a little underrepresented. But I'm at Washington State University, and I work with Dr. Kate Evans' pear rootstock breeding program. And pears are grown as a composite tree where the fruiting portion of the tree is grafted on a different rootstock. So it's very different from those perennial, uh, or sorry, not perennial, um, it's very different from the wheat systems or the corn, the annual systems. We have perennial and, and it's very different from those annual systems. So what we're aiming to do is select size controlling or dwarfing pear rootstocks that are compatible with the Pacific Northwest growing conditions since these dwarfing rootstocks are lacking for pears. And the dwarfing rootstocks allow growers to plant high density pear orchards similar to how apples are commonly grown in commercial systems. And these systems produce larger, better quality fruit, in this case pears, They'll ease orchard management and improve worker safety. So it would really be 
a huge change for how pears are, are grown in the pear industry currently. So when did you first get involved with the National Association of Plant Breeders? Let's see, my, my first meeting would have been back in 2018. And then for the 2019-2020 year, I was the Graduate Student Working Group Vice Chair. And then, as you mentioned, I'll be the chair for this coming year. So um, a few years. It's been a really exciting program to be involved with. We've been really working on uh, member involvement and and having graduate student involvement throughout the year. We initiated a graduate research competition this last year and some some professional development webinar series. So we've been really excited with with the improvements that we've been making for the graduate student working group and continuing those. So what what made you want to be a Borlaug Scholar specifically? The Borlaug Scholars program is a really neat opportunity to meet people in the plant breeding field that maybe you wouldn't have met otherwise. And I'm really excited uh, with the mentor that I was paired with um, and just being involved in a program where I can expand my interaction with or understanding of different breeding systems and approaches and what people do with their careers. So I was paired with Dr. Julie Dawson at University of Wisconsin-Madison, and she works with this really neat program called Seed to Kitchen, and it connects plant breeders, farmers, and chefs, and it's um, it focuses on regional and urban food systems. So it's something that, um, you maybe wouldn't see as much with the other programs, but they actually do. Uh, they do outreach, even even going to the chefs, which typically will have programs that work with local growers. But that kind of takes it a little bit farther and really gets people involved in their food systems and how their food's produced in in a different way. I think it's a really really unique program. Yeah, I was really happy that they decided to switch to the virtual format so that we could still host the conference. It's It's been interesting for us with the Graduate Student Working Group because we're hosting a number of socials and um, our chair from last year, Chandler Levinson, is another Borlaug Scholar and she actually worked on um, a collaboration for the APBA, the African Plant Breeders Association, that's a new association. So Typically, it would have been harder to facilitate that interaction, but since it's all virtual, we've been able to incorporate them into the annual meeting and have some some socials and get to connect a little bit better with the graduate students over there. So it's very disappointing that it's not in person, but it's also provided some really unique uh, opportunities that are that are exciting as well. I think that the key to success in our field is to really listen, understand, and use creative approaches for improvements that benefit the consumers and growers. You know, these improvements need to be applicable for the growing conditions and the systems for the farmers, but they also need to be desirable for the consumers. And it's important to target those areas that need improvement in an effective manner 
And these solutions often require a lot of creativity to solve and thinking outside of the box and approaching it in a different manner. Um, you know, if it was an easy fix, it probably would have been done already. So it's it's great to be able to exercise your creativity, but make sure to do it in a way where you are listening, you're understanding what needs to be done and use that as a platform to provide it. For more great podcasts, visit SeedWorld.com.